Greetings, Hempster. Thank you for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. This is your hemp entrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp, here to empower your hemposphere because we know what to put emphasis on. And that is, we focus on what's most important. And so, enough with all the hempy words. Hemp entrepreneurs and hemp companies around the world struggle to market and sell their products, but it doesn't have to be that way. At HempAware, we provide strategic digital marketing and branding services so that hemp entrepreneurs and companies just like yours can transform the world with your hemp products and transform the planet in a way that supports all life. So if you're struggling to get traffic to your website or convert that traffic into ongoing sales, or if you're needing help with your website or marketing in any way, visit hempaware.com and check out some of the amazing, valuable resources that we have for hemp entrepreneurs and companies. On today's show, I'm excited to introduce you to a company called Six Biocomposites. And they used to be called Six Hemp, changed their name recently. But uh, joining me on today's show is the CEO and COO, Ronaldo Bonds. And he's had over 21 years of logistics engineering experience and analyzing operational solutions for projects such as transportation optimization, network modeling, process and methods analysis, cost containment, capacity enhancement, routing and shipment optimization, and information management. And he's spent the last five years of his life in the biotech industry as the COO who oversees ongoing business operations at Six Biocomposites, Inc. So, Hempster, you're in for a treat today, and we all know that hemp is the essential solution for food, homes, clothing, plastics, fuel, energy, medicine, and so much more. So if you're ready to take your hemp game to the next level, you're going to love this hemp episode. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Ronaldo Bonds, the CEO of Six Biocomposites to the show. Thank you so much for joining me, Ronaldo. Thank you, Tyler. I, I, I bow to you, my man. And I will say this, the hemp awareness that you're doing is, is amazing right now. And you're getting the name out there. And, and, and people will be able to recognize exactly what hemp can do. And that's where my company comes in. So we're trying to promote everything about hemp. And uh, as I was telling you in our previous conversation, we're trying to make it to where we're getting deeper into the plan as well. So thank mm-hmm. you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. And, you know, a lot of our listeners are getting into the hemp industry. Many of them already have hemp businesses and they are always looking for ways to innovate and get education on the topic. And so I, we're going to dive into some different topics here on today's show. But before okay. we do, tell us a little bit about your history and your background and what ultimately led you up to entering into the hemp industry and especially doing research. Indeed. And and it's kind of amazing here. I, I moved to uh, Denver, Colorado. So I do uh, put all of that on Denver, Colorado. It uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things. I came from the Midwest, uh, Chicago, Illinois. And uh, it really amazed me on when I got out here, 2014, 2015-ish, and I was amazed at their progress in it and how free it was. Of course, you know, at that time, marijuana was legal, definitely in Illinois. And 
anything like it, such as hemp, was illegal. So, and that's how I thought. But it was more free flowing, me flowing talk, free flowing talks out here in Colorado about the industries and different things like that. And just actually was with a group of friends, and they got to talking about. And I, I never had heard of him, but I had somewhat heard of him. You know, there I knew there was a cousin out there, and I knew it was for industrial type purposes and how it was used back in World War II. I remember reading that story. So I had a few brushes with it in in my life and I knew uh, what it was about. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of opened up a light bulb the way these guys was talking about it and the different industries that it came into. And as far as my background, I, I did come to Denver as well as an optimization engineer for a train company called DTO. Mm-hmm. So it was a new railroad company out here in Colorado. So we ended up, I was the engineer that set up their PTC system for railroading and things of that nature and happened to meet my, my business partner. And we was both into that industry. He had came from Seattle to work on this project here in Denver with the railroad. And I had came from Illinois. And we just kind of clicked and he mentioned hemp and what it can do. And my head turned because many people did not know. And we just kind of clicked from there. Like, wow, you know about him? You know about him? Oh, wow. And man, this is what I heard. And we just exchanged. His name is Justin Hammond, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, we exchanged information and became close friends. and, And now we're business partners. So... And hence, uh, kind of an amazing story in that regard. And then six biocomposites was born out of the two of you coming together to want to get into the hemp industry. And you chose mm-hmm. to do research as kind of the mm-hmm. foundation of your business. But right. what are some of the, the products that you guys plan on, on bringing mm-hmm. to the market? What products are you guys researching? Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of tell us how that, that all began. Indeed. And and I will say, I'll go back. You had mentioned six hemp and how we came into that. We're we're honestly still six hemp. Six hemp is going to be our cultivation side. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where we started. That's why six hemp is always going to be our baby because she was what kind of birthed us. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is she was the one we just wanted to get land and cultivate. Because we felt that, you know, the things we could do with the CO2 excursion of him. And we, we didn't know about an end game for what we were going to sell it for or anything. But we just knew we wanted to be in the business of growing it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what led to it. But as we became more enhanced in partnership with the University of Florida A&M, we started learning more about the plant. Mm-hmm. And started learning what the plant can be in. And we decided to say, hey, man, we can be in, you know, composites. You know, we we have talked with John Deere about making certain composites for John Deere tractors. So they honestly understand and know what hemp can do. And basically, you can build cheaper, lighter, and make things a lot better because it's sustainable. And you don't have to use certain chemicals and, and, and as I say, petroleum products anymore because that's truly coming to an end, as we all know. 
So the research that you guys are doing started kind of in the growing of the plant and researching the, the compounds, the constituents and what the plant is made of, getting to know the plant. And then you saw the composites industry as a really big potential as a product to sort of bring to the market. So I know you're getting set up in Florida. You're working with yes, um, Florida University and what type of other products do you plan on researching and what aspects of it are you researching in particular, how it compares yes, to petroleum? Are you looking at like test strengths or biodegradability? What, what types of things are you guys going to be researching? I will say all of the above, Tyler. You've kind of hit on all of the above. The, the number one thing is right now in America, by 2030, we have to be, to be able to cut our carbon emissions. So, that has to be done. That's including petroleum, I know, sucking it out of the atmosphere, whatever can be done. Cutting back on plastics. Plastics are a petroleum product. So at the top level of research, at the top level of U.S. government entities, they are looking for sustainable ways to replace a lot of the things that we're going to be out of in the next 50 to 30 to 40 to 50 years. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of number one on the plate. And him kind of steps up to that right now. And what we have going on with the ARS, we are in uh, where they're doing a lidosis on our biochar. And we're starting with the biochar because the biochar is basically a byproduct. You'd be able to get it to a certain amount and then, you know, ovenize it or somewhat to speak. <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct word. But they possibly cook it in an oven and to get it to the right density and, you know, all the scientists and guys we know with, deal with, they know all of those big numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, be able to take biochar and be able to make a bio-based rubber, such as mm-hmm. properties such as that. So we, we are looking into actually all of them, biodegradable plastics. So- uh, we, we are looking into all of them, electrical properties. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to get city gas, which will be used for ele- clean electric. So we will be able to start selling these electric companies clean energy. We, we even entail in solar. Every acreage that we do do, we put 10 to 12 acreage of solar. So to be able to start selling clean energy all around. We are mm-hmm. going to be totally in the green, as we say. So mm-hmm. we're going to be carbon neutral company. So right. nothing we're using. Even our cars is electric. Our, our work trucks are electric. So we're in that space for the long haul, so to speak. Cool. Okay. So plastics, the biochar, energy applications like solar, these are all industries that your research is going to help support and provide information so that they can formulate specific products to bring to their customers or are you guys going to be also creating these specific products or just doing the research for companies that can substantiate what they're producing? Actually, both. <laughs> See, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we call ourselves a, a, a supply chain. And if you know anything on that level of supply chain, take, for instance, like Dow, big company like Dow Chemical, they're mm-hmm. a supply chain. So they're kind of in everything, you know, that, that that shirt could be, you know, a Dow product, or they might have an additive that's in that shirt that makes a nylon shirt. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so we're kind of in that space, but kind of like you say, both. But our number one focus, number one, is to be able to, with these government entities, the ARS, the NSF, we are focusing on a B2B model in order to where we go to big manufacturers and say, hey, this can be done. We are in process of making MVPs down the line, such mm-hmm. as I bring up a bio-based rubber that we can construct from him biochar, and we can remove the petroleum and add to him biochar. And make a biodegradable or even a rubber that's sustainable if even tires. And a, from a sustainable industry, and then think about it, we still got, you got electric cars sitting on petroleum tires. So, and this is something we got going on as we speak for the bio-based rubber. So we would say, or call up Michelin or, you know, Pirelli or, you know, Bridgestone and say, hey, we have a bio-based MVP and we would love to come show it to you. And and those type of companies that's using petroleum, such as a Bridgestone and, and such as those tire companies that are making steel petroleum tires, they are also in the market and looking to get into a, a different space. They don't want to stop selling tires. Mm-hmm. They just may can't sell them in the future made of petroleum. That's right. So we, the government is high, have high alert on trying to get into those industries and be able to say to these big manufacturers that, hey, this is something we may can replace this, but you can continue on making tires. Right. So we've talked about plastics, we've talked about rubber, we've talked about energy. Indeed. What what hemp products do you see becoming the most important as far as implementing into our businesses or our lives as far as solving some of the largest issues in the world, whether it's air pollution, water mm-hmm. pollution, mm-hmm. you know, these plastics getting into our into our bodies, into our food, wow. into the air. Like what what hemp products do you feel are gonna solve the biggest problems in the world? Imagine this. And I, I got goosebumps in this meeting when we were with the ARS. We was with the Florida the Florida State Engineering, College of Engineering, and also FAMU's engineering department. And the biokent is our, our head guy is Dr. Santina there at, at Florida AM. And they was talking about Tyler. Unbelievable. I still get a little sentimental thinking about it. But soon as a can you imagine soon as a plastic hits salt water, it instantly biodegrades. And it's a biodegradable. You could throw it in landfill. And mm-hmm. in six months it will be totally biodegradable. Can you imagine throwing that in your trash can and sleeping well at night? Oh, yeah. And knowing that it won't reach the ocean for our turtles and stuff to swallow and our, mm-hmm. our whales, you know, dolphins. and That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So but that technology can be done. And hemp can be a large part of it. So we are very excited about the possibilities, things that we can do now, which we call turnkey. And then the future of it, like nanotubes and and nano sheets and things of that nature. So electrical conduction, battery storage, which is going to be able to give our cars, our electric cars, more mileage, Hmm. more storage, fast charge. You know, the electrical 
of hemp can stay really cool in a charge. So we that's the problem with fast charging. It heats up so fast. So that's why we have to charge a little slower. But can you imagine it with the help of hemp, we'd be able to get it down the time you can just pump a, a, a tank of gas? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you'll see more electric on the highways and byways and traveling from state to state. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what we want to look for, our trucks and electrical trucks and things of that nature. And, and I don't forget about our trains and, and planes, but in that nature, like Union Pacific, they go state to state. Most commuter rails in the cities, they're going to electric, which is fine. But state to state, those guys can't go electric. So the mm-hmm. big companies, BNSF and all of those guys that get around all our products throughout the United States, we got to come up with a bio-based diesel to be yeah. able to get them to be able to continue operating their engines. They don't have to change engines or anything like that. And we can be able to make take a hemp and make such things like a biodiesel, mm. a biojet fuel. So we're working on all of those things. Uh, that's kind of a number one project. The government is asking for that. About uh, six months ago, God, if I knew that, do you know the president of USDA? Volchek, I don't want to misbutcher his name. But uh, they're calling for any bio-based jet fuel. Because wow. you know, the jet industry is kind of way behind everybody else. You know, electric cars is on the road, but we're still flying, you know what I mean, with uh, jet fuel made of petroleum. So Mm -hmm. they're behind a whole lot. So Mm -hmm. in order to get them caught up, we want to throw hemp in the ring. We want to get a bio-based jet fuel and see what it does. Amazing. So it sounds to me like you feel that the fuel, the petroleum-based products are the most important to replace because they're causing the most pollution in the world. Honestly, if we can get in 20% of that right now in the next 15 to 20 years, it will significantly, and just growing hemp from the atmosphere, and we get these farmers on board. That's why our grow initiative is a big deal. I want to touch on that, but yes, that's that's a bullseye, Tyler. Mm-hmm. That's a bullseye. And petroleum is the red dot. Right. So in terms of your favorite products, you know, there it's been said there's over ten thousand known uses yes, for hemp. What brings you the most excitement, the most joy to think about in terms of all the potential products that are out there? What what do you love hearing about or experiencing the most? Actually, it's it's kind of a very simple product that hemp is very amazing at. But can you imagine preserving fruits and vegetables? That is really, really a big deal in America. As we know, people throw, when I've seen the numbers of millions of dollars in produce that's threw away over a year because it just obviously goes bad. Mm-hmm. So a very simple product and an enzyme that's in him that can absorb the gas is some type of gas. I'm sorry. I hear it from these doctors and I just can't recall all of it. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but they were saying it's an enzyme that him can pull out of fruits and vegetables that will make them last for weeks. Hmm. And they will, you will be able to, they all want, they would love to have a design to where the bag is a plastic looking material, but it's a bioplastic 
but it also absorbs, those enzymes absorb, and you can put your tomatoes in there for two weeks, and they stay fresh as the day you got it. So just that alone would save how much food and garbage we throw away as humans, and especially in the U.S. We, we love us to death, but we kind of are the worst in that space. What we're eating and how we're getting rid of it, <laughs> and, and we're yeah. going to have to change, guys. We're going to have to change. Yeah, and the more people that are born into this world, we're going to have to figure out ways to optimize our consumption and decrease our waste. And so that that's definitely a crucial product. All of that plays a big, big, big part. We can even take, we're designing, in the process of dining machinery that will be able to hit all of these properties and, as I say, get deeper into the plant. It's called mm-hmm. a thermochemical converter. And that's where we will be able to get sand gas and bio oil and biochar mm-hmm. out of from this machinery used with him. And we are putting that together as we speak. We have a huge team. Uh, the USDA and the NSF is, is involved and, and the three universities. We are very excited about it because, like I say, it gets us deeper into the plant just over vast varieties of, of industries from construction to aerospace to automotive building industry man we, we can make a hemp wood a hemp particle board make cabinets it, it's just it's, it's remarkable we don't have to keep cutting down trees paper oh the packaging industry is going to be unbelievable everything you get has got a package around it just look around you you know so those are things that we can have to be biodegradable and we'll all sleep better at night. Trust me. So in those areas of cardboard, look, look look how much boxes, you know, those, those things, if we just small start with those and start replacing those with bio-based products, we, we would save ourselves a ton of money. Number one. And like Mm -hmm. I say, everybody will be able to start sleeping well at night. And the next generation will will actually have a planet to have <laughs> and yeah. enjoy like we did. So it's very important right now, the research and stuff we're doing. And, and I'm just so excited about it. So it's a little bit more than, oh, just a remark. I was going to say hempcrete, but I don't want to put that like it's nothing. The remarkable stuff they're doing with hempcrete. Mm-hmm. At, at, at the Florida State the College of Engineering is remarkable. And you know, one thing about hempcrete, it dries so slow. They are taking like a carbonization process to make it dry like cement, like mm-hmm. concrete, like overnight, mm-hmm. 16 hours. So wow. can you imagine hempcrete? So it's going to be amazing, Tyler. It's going to be amazing. I agree. So one of the things that you mentioned was your partnerships with the USDA and these universities. Okay. And it's my understanding that you were able to apply for a particular program, the bio preferred program that allowed you to get funding to start doing this research. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that process looked, how you were able to apply for this program and what this program is, or if it's available to other hemp entrepreneurs or hemp companies that might want to take advantage of that? And I will say this, as guys know that they had a hemp business probably over the last three years, you you have recognized that going to just a regular lender 
or things of that nature. It's mighty tough mm-hmm. to be able to honestly just to get them listening. It's definitely in some states. It's a little better out in Colorado and different places that California that does hemp and know a little bit about hemp. Montana, you know, those states are wide open. Kansas, actually, in, in hemp production, they are they are quite witted and, and open as lenders to listen to you about it. But it's really a hard thing to explain what products you're going to be able to have and what things you're going to get into to these lenders and be able to let them know that, hey, you're going to be able to give a return on their loan. So that's what we're fighting. We ended up really having an uphill battle due to being a, a biotech company. Biotech is basically you ask the lender for enormous amounts of money to just research something. What if it don't work? What if the research don't work? So as a lender, I can see it from their side. So this is how we ended up getting into more of the research. We saw those type of venture capitalists, those type of programs from these entities such as the NSF and things like that. They are willing to fund research. As long as you're partnering with uh, universities in America to be able to bring these new innovations to fruition. So they have always, in this space, been more receptive to moving the country forward. And we just ended up found a more or less of a groove in there with our partnerships with those universities. And they more or less led us to what we could be able to do with it as far as research. And that brought in the funding mm-hmm. and put us in front of the right venture capitalists that understood the industry and understood what we was trying to do in moving the country forward. Mm-hmm. So it, it became a lot easier once we got towards the research and development lane, so to speak, in the academia world. Mm-hmm. They was much more receptive to what we were trying to do. And we was honestly told by Big Wig that we probably could have one of the biggest innovations of the 21st century. So no doubt when, when a guy of such of his stature tell you something like that, you really sit up and pay attention. Mm-hmm. So was it the bio preferred program in particular that allowed you to get access to the funding or was it specifically through the universities and their relationship with venture capitalists? Well, the BioPreferred program is more of once we get products in line. Okay. And they will be a procurement. So it's basically a government procurement agreement to once we have hemp products that we will be able to get in line, we will be able to get them out there to the public. And they'll help distribute and yes, find sir. a home for your product. And, you know, the number one procurement country in the world, we're living in it. It's the United States. Mm-hmm. And they definitely don't mind buying from their own, so to speak. So mm-hmm. we are the United States and, and they're very interested in different hemp products and things that can be come to nation. So we have that entity sitting and ready to go. And when we start producing products, we will be able to do that as well. So, nice. and that's, that's more or less the bio preferred program. Okay. But the funding side of it is through research and development. And we're also doing it in rural areas. So we're also rural developers as well, because we mm-hmm. bring in jobs to places like Greenwood, which is in Jackson County there in Florida. So our facility 
will be in Mariana. So we, we are bringing like 50 to 100 jobs this next year, 2024. That's so awesome. That area, all, all the way from labor up to tech, all the way up top. We're, we're, we're even hiring CFO. You know, we're, we're looking for a CFO right now. That's so, awesome. Indeed. So I will say this industry will employ a lot. That's always a plus. The state of Florida has welcomed us with open arms to the point that I was telling you earlier. I'll be down there full-time and, and packing up and moving from Colorado full-time to Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. Our offices will be as well. And our facility will be out, land and facility out in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, providing jobs to me is one of the most exciting ideas because it's not just a job that people can make a good, healthy living, but the fact that they can do it knowing that they have a, a bigger purpose, that they're making a contribution and they're helping change the world, economies, and live in a healthier, more sustainable world is really exciting to me. Correct. Uh, me too. Me too. And we're, we're happy. And not just only this, when, when especially when you tell younger people, you know, it, it's forming or, or, or things of that nature is really, but we're taking forming to the next level, as they say. You know, we're, we're having autonomous tractors, drones. So we're taking AI. Our processing system is totally AI. You will have to be trained on it and become a tech. We'll be able to get you certified. And that way we can be able to pay a wage people can live on as well. So we're, we're trying to have technicians and not just a farmer. You, you, you're operating things, your operator. And these will entail a different higher pay a different wage every year. And then we're, we're trying to upscale farming to the next level. So it's not just farming. We call it cultivating, you know? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Innovating the agricultural industry is so essential with all of the new technologies that are coming up to be able to incorporate it into the ag side of things is essential. So. And this is where we're doing the most. Well, I told you about the university of Florida. That's where we're partnered with them, with the mm. cultivator network that we have. And I will say we're, we're taking guys from anywhere that's interested in them. Give Six Bio a call. We have a grow initiative that we would mm. love to tell them about. But University of Florida will be able to help to grow the best hemp. They're going to be having like monthly updates and analysis for different ways to grow hemp, the different seeds that can be used to grow hemp and things of that nature. So basically educating the farmers and the University of Florida, thanks to those guys, in partnership with us, we're going to be able to educate the farmers on hemp, how to grow the best hemp, and where you'll be able to sell your hemp. Or companies like us will buy it from you as well. So that's part of the Grow Initiative. So guys want to hear more, pass on my information. Tyler, that would be great. Of course, yeah, that was going to be one of my next question is how can other companies or organizations that might need research in their organization or with their specific hemp products get in touch with you or how can they hire you? What, what does that process look like? And you know, that's amazing that you brought that up because this is a big deal. And the thing we have with the ARS, they have what they call pilot plants. So we will be able to go take, we're taking a team to be able to go in and be able to research things. So if you're a company that want to be able to try to get into a hemp plastic and you want to know what type of plastic, maybe from hemp, 
we can be able to get that done for you. We can go in and get the research done on a biodegradable plastic and get it all registered from the USDA and ARS. What is ARS? Uh, American Research and Institution. So, okay. uh, so they're they're part of all the research. You know, that's how mm-hmm. the re- they research certain things that may come into the world. They do a lot of different things with plants and far as uh, polymers and they're just all over the country. I wouldn't have never knew this until I got into this space and what different entities like the ARS do. Mm-hmm. They create things and make things safe for us. So everything we deal with in America, from your laptops to your computers to what you eat to, to the flowers that you may give your mom, you know, a government entity has, has checked it out and made sure it was good for us to be able to deal with. So Mm-hmm. We are really protected here in America, and and I, I love that about our country. And we just got to get in a better space, you know what I mean, to where out with the old, in with the new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think as us as humans, we all understand what's going on, and everybody wants their grandkid to be able to play up under the sun and, and, and you know, different seasons, and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, and things of that nature, and breathing clean air and clean water and things of that nature. So we all want that for our future generations. Mm-hmm. So as far as getting in touch with you, would you say going to the website, filling out your contact form or giving you a call? What's the best way that our listeners can reach you if they need help with this? Indeed, the contact form is always great, but we still believe that just reaching out, touching and, and talking and, and, and getting everybody on board with him is kind of the best way for this. So we still taking calls. You can give me a call at our business line as well. And, and I pick up six bio Ronaldo freaking, and I'm the COO and I still want to reach out and touch just anybody from the farmers to the laborers, anybody that wants to be involved in him. As I say, all hands on deck and we can change, you know, the projection of our, of our world, not our country. Exactly. Because other countries, we're an international company, so other countries is much, much on board with him. The Europeans, the, the Canadians, so, you know, it's, it's just time to kind of to fall in line, and we all get this thing to do. I will say him maybe won't solve everything, but it, it can might be a, a help in most things we have going on, especially as far as our future and the mm-hmm. future so biocomposites, it's the number six and then I-X biocomposites.com, correct? That is correct. And and, and that kind of a, a special name for my daughter actually made it up and we just kind of stuck with it. And a lot of people say they like it. So I, we really don't care. It's the message behind it that we mm-hmm. care about. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I just have one or two more questions for you to yes, wrap sir. up here. If someone was getting into the hemp market, what are some suggestions that you might have for them to consider or maybe some of the challenges that they might face getting into this industry and how could they best prepare to face those challenges? I will say that at this point in time, you kind of have to be strong-willed because it's not an everyday conversation. This is something that everybody don't know. It's not on YouTube, which it is on YouTube, but you have to look for it and know what you look for. But I'm just saying it's not in the everyday vocab of America right now. Most of it, when you mention it, still think it's illegal. So 
it, it, as you can see, it's a long way to go. So you have to be strong-minded mm-hmm. if you want to get into it because you're not going to be able to talk to a lot of people about it. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of conversation being had. But if you're passionate about it, it's kind of like me and you, we're all up under, we know that been dealing with it. We're kind of all on the same team. You know, hemp awareness, it, we're, we're on the team with you just as well as other hemp companies and stuff that's getting going. So mm-hmm. we want everybody out there involved in it, and we're all on the same team trying to push it to a better height for the, for the state of the world. So mm-hmm. that that's what I mean by you. You'll have people to talk to it, but it's got to be with us on our team. So I know I can now call Tyler and talk about him anytime. He's my buddy, and we love and what, what can be made and done from him. And, and, and then you got to be resilient. It's just as hard, like I was just saying, talking to lenders. So trying to get a loan, just a normal small business loan for a hemp company is very tough. It's a very hard conversation, especially if you're in the wrong states right now. So it, 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 it has to be kind of universal. I will give our government one thing. They're really pushing hard to get the laws corrected. But as you know, they're well tangled. So it's going to take a few more years of untangling. I do want to mention out the 2024 form bill, and they're going to have the fiber and grain initiative. And that's going to take a little bit more handcuffs off of us. We, we still test hemp before we can get it into uh, any research. It has to be tested. So, and maybe we can get that removed because that fiber and grain is basically saying that, hey, long as nobody is ingesting it, if we're putting it into a plastic or into a, t- a textile or into a rubber, you know, nobody's ingesting or anything. So it doesn't have to be tested. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that 2024 form bill should take the handcuffs off a tad bit. So I'm well going that. Nice. So being strong-minded, having a, a strong will to stay focused, not give up, being resilient, and it it's sounds like... It's a small like- community. Us in the com- hemp community is very small, trust me. Mm-hmm. We're a very small entity right now that's trying to push for hemp in, in those areas and stuff like that. So that's what I mean by being strong-minded and strong-willed because mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of no's. <laughs> yeah. get it. And the other thing you said that I thought was important was the team building and the partnerships and making sure you have reliable people to help you build your business and take it to the market, whatever expertise you need to bring on to make sure you succeed. Choosing the right people is essential. Yes, sir. It's everything. You you have to have a person with a little foresight as well. We'll say that. And, and in the industry. That total, no total the industry. It, it doesn't, even venture capitalists that we have had, we, I know getting funded, but I like to tell this story. We've turned down offers because they just wasn't the right partner. They knew nothing about it. We're passionate about what him can do for us, the atmosphere, the planet, and things of that nature, and, and getting us, moving us to the next step past petroleum products and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. uh, when those entities don't understand, we don't want you kind of as a partner. So yes, mm-hmm. we have turned down money. We could have been started last year, actually, and we turned it down. But right. we feel we're with the right ones now. It's a mm-hmm. state, but 
it's starting to pay off for us now. Integrity over profits. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, we're, I, I, I mentioned sleeping well at night. I want to sleep well at night. Absolutely. Well, uh, one final question. I really appreciate you giving me the time and, and introducing us to six biocomposites and everything that you're doing. I see that. Thank you. And this value. And hopefully our listeners will get in touch with you. And if they need research and help getting their products out to the market or validating what they're doing, you're there for them and to support them. Yes. But my, my final question is if you were standing on a stage mm-hmm. speaking to every human being on the earth, what is one thing that you would share with them about the importance of utilizing hemp in our daily lives? Or it could be any message at all. Well, I will say I will keep it short. Nobel Peace Prize. Nice. So what can you expand on that a little bit just so I understand? Well, I will say usually that award is given to somebody that moved the world forward. And I would just love to be in that conversation with those people that have received that award. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll get there, but... I'm an ambitious person, as you know. So mm-hmm. we've been knowing each other a few years now. So quite ambitious. And mm-hmm. that's that's it. Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Well, it's been an honor and a, a privilege to converse with you. And I look forward to helping grow six biocomposites. I know you and the team are, are looking forward to having Hemp Aware help you with your marketing and branding and generate sales for your business. So I'm really looking forward to everything that you guys are doing and being a part of that success. Yes, sir. Ty. And it's going to be a big job. Yeah. <laughs> marketing us across the world is going to be a big job. So I, I look forward to getting that and working with you up close. So, and maybe we could get you out to Florida for a little while, come down to sunny Florida with us. <laughs> It'll happen. No doubt. Indeed. Indeed. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. This is your hemp entrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.